Hello and welcome along to the Voice Behind Our Town podcast with In Motion Theatre. My name is Cameron McGarvan and in this series of podcasts I will be speaking to people from Fergusley Park in Paisley and exploring the truth about their community. What really goes on behind the headlines we all see every single day. Hello, and today on the podcast, we are joined by Janine Carter. Janine is Fergusley Park born and bred. She has lived there all of her life, and she's now doing an HND in music at Glasgow Kelvin College. And today's podcast, we are going to talk about dreams, aspirations, opportunities, and obstacles on the way. Janine, how, how are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm assuming that today is a day off college, or are we, have we managed to get you in the midst of a busy college day with music? Well, today we've actually got a singing lesson at two o'clock, so I'm kind of a bit busy today, but not too bad. And how, how long does the singing lesson last for? Um, usually between half an hour to an hour. It just depends on what we're learning. So usually it'll just be theory work that we'll be doing. So right. it's just learning about the vocal cords and how they work. Wow, interesting. And I, I take it you're enjoying that. Yeah, it's really a yeah. lot of fun. It's nice learning new things. Is is music something that you've always been interested in since growing up in Fergusley? Is did you get much at school, or was it something that's come to you? Can I say later in life? You're much younger than me, but uh, <laughs> is it something you've always that's always been there for you? Um, kind of and kind of not. I started dancing when I was like one and a half years old. So I kind of I fell into music that way, as in like I kind of grew up just dancing. It wasn't until I reached high school that I properly took it. Um, I was in second year and one of my teachers overheard me singing and she kind of pretty much demanded that I join the choir. So it's kind of been from there that I've took on music and I've done violin since like primary school. So kind of right. fell into it by accident. <laughs> so a mix of music, singing and dancing, all kind of at primary school, but more so at high school, are you saying? Yeah, or a mix, uh-huh. a mix yeah of mostly high school. Um, in primary school, we've done a kind of music quiz and mm-hmm. the top five students got to do like string instrument lessons. And I happened to be one of the top five just by chance. And so I started violin and then in high school, I chose singing. So, Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask, where did you go to high school? Was it in Fergusley or was it more in, in uh, Paisley Town um, Centre? It was more in Paisley. It was in St Andrews Academy I went to. So, yeah, it was kind of outside of Fergusley. Tell but me my primary about, school was in Fergusley. Okay, tell me about... So you went to primary school in Fergusley. Tell me yeah. about going to the academy in Paisley. Was there, a, was there a difference? Did you notice any difference being from Fergusley going into Paisley? Or yeah. was it not? Yeah, there wasn't really a lot of us from Fergusley in the high school. It was mostly people from around that area and like the Fox Bar area. Um, when I started the high school, it was kind of weird because like nobody really knew how to approach me because there was so, so many rumours about Fergusley. There were so many negatives about Fergusley. So they didn't really know how to like approach me. <laughs> this this is, we've we've done, um, you know, various interviews for the podcast and I've Lisa and I have been working in Ferguson for the last well couple of years, say, doing lots of work and meeting loads of people. And this seems to be a recurring theme. Yeah. People have this idea what Ferguson Park is like. So you went to, was it St. Andrew's Academy you just said? Yeah. Uh-huh. Right, what were the rumours? So what, when, I, when I started the high school, I used to be really embarrassed about where I came from. So like, if someone asked me where I came from, I would just say Paisley and I would let them assume whereabouts in Paisley I came from. I never specifically told them it was from Fergusley 
mostly because back then there was a lot of rumours about like drug addicts and alcoholics and a lot of violence and stuff going on. Also because it's a deprived area, there's not a lot of areas for young people to go to. So nine times out of ten, young people will usually join gangs and things like that. And it'll be like gang fights and all of that. There was all this rumours about Gala Hill being against Fergusley and there was all these gang fights and things like that. So usually I would kind of keep quiet about where I came from. And then I think it was in maybe 2015, 2014, there was a um, newsreel on BBC about how Fergusley was one of the, well, Paisley in general was one of the most deprived areas in Scotland. Yep. And so people used to take the mick out of that and being like, oh, you can't afford this, you can't afford that. So I used to, again, keep it really quiet about where I came from based on that. And so, do, you think, do you think people would have would have guessed that you were from Ferguson from anything, I don't know, to do with your accent? Is, I mean, is your accent notably different from people in Paisley or is it? Yeah, uh-huh. so usually when I would speak to people, I would tr- try and like posh out my accent, like try and make <laughs> it more posh so, so they could really realise where I came from. Because oh, really? when, when I do get really into it, when I start talking really long, my accent will start to come out. So I'll say things like wet and not and all that and all that kind of thing. Okay. So usually people will be like, oh, you're Fifigi, because they recognise the accent. So they actually know, they call it the Ned accent. So it's like, you try to hide it so that you're not embarrassed by it. Whereas now I'm more confident at it, because I'm so, okay with where I'm from. So talking about that confidence then, because um, obviously you're no longer at high school, you're at college, yeah. you're doing your HND in music, you're obviously, you know, going places. Yeah. Um, you've got, you know, you have goals and aspirations. It sounds like you're, you're proud of where you're from though now. Yeah, yeah. Now I am. Um, it ha- when I was in maybe fourth year, I went on a trip with um, Police Scotland Youth Volunteers. I was part of the group, and we went on a trip to Dumfries House as a kind of weekend away kind of thing. And we had met up with other people from like round about Scotland. So we met up with people from the Shetlands. We met up with people from like low down closer to England kind of area. Mm-hmm. and everybody had like a different accent and I remember when I introduced myself to the girls because I was the only girl from my team so I had to introduce myself to the girls from other teams they were kind of like really intrigued with my accent they didn't really understand where I came from didn't understand that it was from Paisley and Fergusley they never heard of Fergusley before so when they were talking about me they were like really intrigued about my accent and they kind of treated it as a nice way not as a kind of something to be embarrassed about so it was from then on that I kind of became proud of where I came from you, so, refer, you refer to the name um, Figi. Yeah. Is uh-huh. that, 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 that's seen as a, as a derogatory term, isn't it? It's not really something um, that people particularly like being used. or uh, is I, that... don't, I don't see it as a derogatory term. We usually use it as a sort of short term. So if you say to someone that you come from Fergusley, I personally, I hardly ever use the word Fergusley. Every time I tell someone where I'm from, I always say I'm from Figi because everybody recognises what Figi is. Like they mm-hmm. recognise the term. There's also like when you're talking about someone who's from Fergusley, we also get called fegs, like because we're from Fiji, right. and I'm kind of okay with that now. Like I'm okay being called a feg because that's where I'm from. But yeah, like mostly people will refer to it as Fiji rather than Fergusley. So a lot of people like tend to be more posh when they say Fergusley rather than Fiji. Because there's a few people I've spoken to. I don't know whether it's is there a generational difference. Then do you think maybe people, an older generation that maybe were around were your age maybe in the 70s 80s to think they have a, a more negative association with the term figure which is maybe why they don't want to use it maybe your generation's different I don't know um well I'm not entirely sure because I mean my mum and my gran and my 
godmother, they always use the term Fiji. Growing okay. up, they always said, you're Fiji, Fiji, you're Fiji. Fiji. So I've never actually noticed how it could be seen as derogatory because that was the way I was raised. I just don't know about other people's experiences. And you, you, you were talking there about going on the weekend away and people didn't seem to judge you and were quite interested in your accent in a, in a good um, way. So, uh-huh. so, but that seems to differ from your experience of maybe going to high school in Paisley, uh-huh. which is a more Aye. local um, area. So Aye. would you say that you, it's almost you're, you're more judged locally in Scotland as you are else out with elsewhere? Aye. Uh-huh. I think because most of my high school came from Paisley, they knew like sort of the rumours that came about from Fergusley. They knew the rumours that came from Galahal and Foxbar. Yeah. So they knew the story behind it. Whereas people from like the Shetlands, for example, they don't know because they've never lived here. So they don't understand the differences between the two. So they don't really refer to it when you speak or anything like that. They just don't judge it. Whereas people from Paisley will judge it more because they recognise the accent and they recognise the discrepancy between the two different places. How how does that so that that negative image of Ferguson then and lo, you're talking about locally how how do you think that that gets out is that is that to do with um, formal like television and press or is it more to do with social media? I think it's mostly to do with like social media and the press. So right. there's always been like recently there's been like newsreels and stuff about drugs being found in Fiji. There's been newsreels about fires being started in Fiji by young people. There's been so many different like online stuff about people taking pictures of people that are drunk and things like that. So it all gets accumulated onto like this kind of big reel that everybody can see. And I think that's how everybody kind of has a negative impact when it comes to Ferguson. Like they just assume that everybody's the same and like that's what happens when you're Fafigi. But it's not really. We are mostly community based. Like we do like to do community things and we are mm. quite positive in the way we are. What um so Social media obviously has had a, a massive impact then. Uh, so, and, and the photographs you're talking about, you know, these these images that we see mm-hmm. then, do you think those photographs are what maybe you would term as um, opportunistic? You know, they're kind of, they're people seeking something. They're, you know, people are looking for trouble. So they, they, they make a point of taking a picture of something that doesn't look great and, mm-hmm. and, and embellish on it. Yeah, I think in terms of like the press, I'm pretty sure the press do that most of the time because they can't really find many stories to come from Fergusley because <laughs> they don't investigate it much. Like they don't investigate the community side of Fergusley. They don't investigate the football side of it. You know, they don't do anything like that. Mm. They mostly just look for like, oh, there's a drug addict. We'll go take a picture of that. We'll put it on the news. Whereas when it comes to like social media, it's mostly just like the young people. They'll go out and about on a night out or something. They'll happen to take some pictures, not realising the impact it'll have. And then people see it as a negative thing. Like they just look at it and be like, oh, there's a bunch of NSD in trouble. That kind of, of thing. So here you are, a great young voice for Ferguson Park, doing your doing your um your diploma. Uh what what are what are your dreams? What what <laughs> dreams do you have? When I was younger, I always wanted to be like kind of dance teacher. So mm-hmm. that's still kind of on the back burner because I do still do my dance lessons. But in terms of music. I would really like to like kind of see how far I can get with it like I'm really interested in like the sound pro side of it I'm interested in writing songs and writing lyrics so I could think I could maybe be like a lyricist maybe right kind of like that or be a singing teacher that would be kind of like my goals for music 
And are they in line, your friends, I mean, are your friends people that you met at the primary school? Have you grown up with them? Are they more from the, the St Andrews Academy in Paisley? Or where are, you, where are your friends group from? Um, mostly it's just a mixture. I have a friend who actually came from another primary school in Fergusley. So we've got two primary schools here. Mm-hmm. And she came from the other one, St Fergus. So we've kind of became friends that way. Um. I've also got friends from my primary school, Glen Coates, and I've got friends from my high school as well that are still all mixed in together, like they all know each other now. Yeah. Um, I have a few friends from my old college. I don't have I don't really have friends from my new college yet just because I've not had a chance to meet anybody because of because it's COVID. All, because, it's all, because it's all online. Yeah, uh-huh, but, so I've not had a chance we, to talk. We're, we're not we're not going down the COVID route, Janine. Yeah, uh, we've uh-huh. decided we're, we're, we're <laughs> very, very... If MD mentions COVID, we're moving on swiftly. Yeah, so, uh-huh. Look at so talking about. I am obviously slightly teasing there, but not. Um, <laughs> tell me your, your friends then growing up. You're obviously doing your, your music diploma at college, and you've got these dreams of doing you know a dance teacher, singing lyricist. What about your friends? What, what, what dreams and aspirations do what are they doing? Um, most of my friends are actually doing like kind of makeup like diplomas right now. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a friend who actually studied childcare. Um, I've got a few friends from my dancing school that are also studying right now. There's some in university, there's some doing sciences and things like that. So we're all kind of like a mixture of everything kind of just joined into one big group. We all just do different things. I am mostly the artsy one in in my group. I also have a friend who does art and design. So we're kind of the two artsy ones. The rest of them are all kind of like smart and sciencey kind of things. So it's a mixture. Are you from quite an artsy background or are your parents, siblings at all interested um, in the arts and music or is it totally coming from you? Totally coming from me. The only one in my family that I know of who was interested in art was my uncle. He was really good at drawing. He was brilliant at drawing egos and things like that. But in terms of music, it's mostly just been me. Like my family don't do music at all. So I kind of picked it up completely out of the blue. My mum always kind of thought I would go down the art route the same as my uncle, but I kind of mm. swerved and went to music. So it kind of happened out the blue, in all honesty. Um, the only other person that kind of done music for a wee while was my sister. She'd done choir and she'd done a wee bit of the E-flat tenor horn, but okay. she kind of dropped it after a while. So I'm kind of just a wee duck out the water kind of thing. And obviously, you were obviously encouraged at school. Uh, it was at Glencoats Primary School you went to, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were you were encouraged at school, but the wider community was there was there much encouragement and and opportunities within the Ferguson community aside to school. Um, at the time when I started my violin, I was in primary six, and there wasn't that many music groups round about Ferguson. We did have the Tannhill Centre, and mm-hmm. in the Tannhill Centre, we had different artsy groups in. Like I done drama for a while through the Tannhill Centre, um, but in terms of music, there wasn't really much going on. There was a church, we had a St Ninian's church where we'd done guitar lessons for a while, so I kind of taught myself guitar through that. Um, but in terms of like violin and things like that, there wasn't really much going on. It was mostly just drama and a wee bit of guitar here and there, because there's not really that many areas in Fergusley mm-hmm. for a com- for like community groups and things. All we really have is the Tannhill Centre, but we do do a lot through there. There's a lot of things that go on in the Tannhill Centre nowadays, but back then there wasn't that many, because again, there was like more to do with like the adults there was not much for the kids because we had like parks and things but mm-hmm. it wasn't like much for like the older kids to do and talking about Ferguson obviously the Tannen Hill Centre seems quite a, a, a key key 
place for people to meet yeah. and, and do various things. Looking at Fergusy as a whole, is there anything else you'd like to see more of in Fergusy? Jobs or opportunities? What other things do you think Fergusy, particularly now, would benefit from? I think Fergusy would probably benefit from like a weekend, a hub for like teenagers almost, because like the Tannhill Centre is mostly aimed towards the kids. So I think we would be more inclined to have like maybe a teenage facility where we can do more teenage things like get together like things like that um I think they would also be really good if we had like more jobs in the area so if there was more like maybe cinemas or I don't know things like that like shopping centers or something and Fergusley that would help as well because we are mostly a deprived area there's so many places in Fergusley that are like that don't have anybody living in them like there's a street in Fergusley that is completely empty Mm-hmm. It's like all empty houses because nobody wants to live here because they just don't see it as a positive place to be. But it is really community based. But a lot of people don't see that because you don't hear about it often. Of course, of course, because because the, the the stories that we get in the press, the the press releases tend to be the negatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always the negatives in the press because like I've been part of like many groups in Fergusley. I've done um, the Project Z Club, which was a drama club where we made a movie. Okay. Um, Donna the, it was a Donna the Fegs movie. It was released right. <laughs> in cinema. Oh wow! Um, yeah, it's on it's on YouTube if you want to watch it. Um, it was released in the cinema, and we done that because it was our way of kind of showing the positive side, the creative side of Fergusley. It actually says one of the lines in the film is "This is my patch. This is Fergusley." So it kind of shows how the young people are getting more and more proud of being from Fergusley. Um, I've also been part of the. We've done a lot of groups in Fergusley, so I've been part of the Fergusley project group where we make like um, community events. So John McIntyre, he's part of that as well. We've done so many stuff with making up events. We've done homecoming events. We've done reunion events. We actually planned to do a VE event, but because of current circumstances, we couldn't do it. But we are hoping to hold it when we get back to running normal life again. Um, there's the... Darkwood Crew, they do a lot of work as well. They've been cleaning up the community. They've been getting rid of rubbish. They've been going out doing the bingo runs and things like that. So there is a lot going on. There is a lot of groups going on, but not a lot of people see it. I have to say, it sounds like you are a great ambassador for Fergusley. You know, and young people, your voice is so strong and positive. Um, yeah, I mean, how, how, would you, how would you describe Fergusley um, to somebody who doesn't know? This is, this is quite, and I, we've been using this as a kind of nice way to, to wrap up on the, yeah. on the podcast every time. If you would, yeah. I don't know, five words to describe Fergusley to somebody that doesn't know it? Um, friendly, community-based, um, really positive, um, celebratory of where we come from like we're proud of where we come from nice. we're not ashamed to be a feg we're not ashamed to be from Fiji mm-hmm. um I would also kind of just describe it as just almost like a big family like because we all everybody kind of knows each other in Fergusley like if I walk down the street today I'll probably see at least five or six people who'll recognize me and if they don't know me specifically they'll know me because they'll know my mum or they'll know my cousins like they know me somehow so in that way we're all really closely linked to each other so I would say it's mostly a community-based environment. It's just not a lot of people see it. And I wish people would, because it is a really good place to live in. And I enjoy living here. It seems to me that there's, a, an, you know, current circumstances aside, that there's a, a much 
better sense of community than you'd find in some towns and cities. I'm not just talking Scotland, I'm talking yeah. the UK, the world. The, the <laughs> sense of community is really strong in Ferguson Park. Would you say that's true? Oh, aye. Oh, aye. Yeah, definitely. We always have something going on with the community. Before this all happened, we were planning the Halloween hunt that we do up in the park. We were going to do the gala day. Mm-hmm. There's a small shot day that we've done for God knows how many years. Like there's been so many years where a group of Ferguson kids have went up to small shot day. So we are mostly community based. We've done like Christmas dinners in the Tannhill Centre. We've done big dance shows and things like that. So it is community based. We do enjoy getting together and just having a laugh. Perhaps people can learn from Fergusley. Yeah, definitely. I think people should like come to Fergusley, see us for like at least a week and see how community based we are. There's always something going on. And it's mostly centred in the Tannhill Centre, which is mostly the heart of Fergusley, pretty much. The heart of Fergusley. Do you know what? I think we should probably leave that there because that is the most positive thing that you could say. That's just wonderful. Janine Carter, <laughs> ambassador for young people in Fergusley Park and beyond. Thank you so much for joining us in the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us and please do spread the word. The podcast accompanies a brand new play from Inmotion Theatre, Other Side of the River, by Lisa Nicholl, which will be touring when it is safe to do so, so please do keep an eye for any information on that. This podcast has been made possible by Future Paisley, Renfrewshire Leisure and Renfrewshire Council.